0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson Podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to nine, and 27-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, the four-hour school day, how you and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life. And if you enjoyed The Unhurried Homeschooler, You'll love The 4-Hour School Day as well. It's like an expanded version of The Unhurried Homeschooler. I also have a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms called Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. You can find all three of these books on Amazon. You can find them at my website, dorendawilson.com, and you can find The 4-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the two places that I mentioned Well, I am so glad that you're here today. We're going to be talking about encouraging a reluctant reader. Um, But before I do that, I just want to... um Just to clarify to you all what my prayer is as you are listening to this podcast, Um, as we go into the new year, um, it's always a great time to sort of reflect, regroup, reset, refocus. Um, But my prayer is that the encouragement that you find here will result in a deeper knowledge of God and his word, and that by his spirit, you will know how to walk out his truths within your own home. In other words, that what you hear in this place and what you learn will not just be something that you hear and learn, but it's something that actually will result in obedience to God within your own home. So that's really my prayer um, is that the end result will be you living your lives um, within your homes um, according to God's standards and the ways that he tells us to live as a family. So like I said, I am so grateful that you have joined me today. I know that there are a million other voices you could be listening to, and I consider it a privilege that you take the time to listen to this podcast. Um, I don't know about you, but as a homeschooling mom, I have found math to be pretty challenging. (laughs) So if you're looking for a great math program, CTC Math provides online video tutorials that make learning math easy and effective by using creative graphics and animation that are sure to grab and keep your child's attention. So here's a great testimonial from Lori. She said that one day her 10-year-old was in tears over math and she tried her best to help but ended up in tears as well. Been there, done that, right? Um, She said that they prayed together and that very night she received an email offer for CTC Math. The following Monday, they reviewed the curriculum together. Her daughter was willing to give it a shot and they have never looked back. So I wanna encourage you. I have checked out CTC as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Love everything about it. Um, Everything that I've seen so far, I love. Um, But you can get a free trial today by simply visiting ctcmath.com. That is ctcmath.com. And I will include um, that link in the show notes. Let me jot that down here. Um, make sure that I do that for you. Um, but obviously it's a pretty easy website to remember, but go check that out if you're struggling with math or you're looking for something fresh and new, um, you will love it. Another thing that's been happening recently is, um, as we clicked over into the new year, I decided that I was going to try something. I, I, I like to call it exper- an experiment. Um, this is what I did when the kids were growing up and I was going to implement something new. So instead of feeling like, gosh, it had to work no matter what, um, I called it an experiment. Because, you know, there's a lot of times we just have to try things on and see if they work. So I've had a YouTube channel for a very long time and my uh, podcast used to automatically upload um to that channel, but that got disconnected, oh gosh, almost a hundred episodes ago. So, um, So there really hasn't been much of a connection there. But I recently thought, you know, it'd be kind of fun to just get on there periodically, randomly sharing thoughts about motherhood, uh, practical things in terms of, you know, just everyday life at home with kids and housework and being a wife and all of that, because I find that I actually have more to share than I can possibly get out on this podcast, believe it or not. And so I decided I'm going to start to just randomly put up videos talking about different things that are on my heart and mind. Um, Just spontaneously, very, you know, unedited, just sort of an unedited version of me. And so I want to invite you to do that. So I will include uh, the YouTube channel. Channel You can just go to uh, Dorinda Wilson, but I'll include that link in the show notes as well. So if you feel like checking that out and maybe sharing it with your friends, some people really like to to do videos over listening to podcasts. Um, so anyway, I just thought it'd be fun to try it out and see how it goes. So let me know what you think. And now let's dive into the topic today. Talking about reading. Now, a while back, I did an episode called Let's Talk About Reading. So I'll include that in the show notes as well, um, t- if you want to hear more of my thoughts on reading, but I'm going to share with you um, um, an email that I got from a mom, and then I'm going to uh, sort of address some of the things that she's talking about, and, and you may be able to relate to this. Um, so here's what she had to say. I'm struggling with knowing how to transition from the teaching to to read stage to the reading independently stage my oldest just took off and I've never had to make her read but my son is very different he enjoys being read to and can read decently well but does have trouble keeping his attention and focus long enough to get into a story his comprehension is good for his age but he does struggle reading out loud right now we've been doing a lot of um, quote unquote shared reading of easy chapter books taking turns reading for about 10 minutes a day and I'd like to have him reading independently for about 15 minutes a day I've heard you talk about your son, Jake, and every time it reminds me of my son. How did you make that transition and what did that actually look like in your day? I want him to enjoy reading and not see it as a burden or something he has to do, but I also don't really see him getting into books on his own. What would be appropriate for a nine-year-old third to fourth grader? So this is a great question, and I think that some of the things that I'm going to share are applicable, even if you're not, this isn't exactly what you're dealing with transitioning um, from, you know, one, the, the teaching to read to the reading independently stage. Maybe you're just struggling to to get your child to to like reading or want to read or to read every day. So I'm just going to share a few things. Um, so the first thing I want to share, uh, the first thing that stands out to me is, is the difference between her daughter and her son. And this is, Typical, it's not across the board. Of course, there's a sliding scale, but typically boys aren't as into reading as girls, um, especially at the earlier younger ages. And some people would say, well, nine isn't that young, but when it comes to reading, it still is kind of young. And so this doesn't surprise me that he's, you know, he can't, he doesn't really want to stay focused long enough to get into a story. It's, but I want to, uh, Stress that um, every kid has their own timeline for this. Seriously, I had a nine-year-old who was not reading well at all um, until until he was nine, and so that was the like my latest. And, and then we had to work on independent reading, so that was just getting him to read well. He is now our most avid reader. He loves reading historical. Fiction, historical nonfiction. He's 25 years old. Um, He has no trouble um, being a productive, healthy adult. Um, So I just want to give you that little word of encouragement. There's a bigger picture. The story isn't over yet. So, um, but I love that this mom is wanting to encourage him and is is wanting to transition him and sort of move him towards more independent um, reading. So, the first thing that I'm going to say is stay calm. And you know, I'm not sensing that this mom is stressed out or upset or anything, but I think that just in homeschooling in general, it can be super tempting for us as moms when we feel like we want our kids to be moving forward in something and they they seem to be stuck. Often it causes us stress. And the thing is that when we start to stress, our kids feel our stress. And so um, we need to just... Be careful that we are relaxed and we are trusting in, uh, well, trusting in the Lord first. Um, obviously, we can commit all of these things to prayer because God works in the hearts of our kids, including their learning. And so, I would take that anxiety and funnel that in prayer to the Lord. But when it comes to interacting with my child about this topic, um, be careful not to communicate any kind of stress. We need to check our own hearts. And this is true across the board, not just with reading, but across the board as homeschooling moms, when we start to feel tense, we need to ask ourselves, has someone said something that is triggering fear? What is it that's causing me to start to stress and and maybe address that? We need to be careful that we're not letting other voices come in and pressure us to um, when it's, it's not the Lord gently leading us. It's feeling this, this feeling of drivenness. We don't want that in our homeschooling. And again, remember that every child is on their own timeline for learning. I think a good thing to ask ourselves is what is the purpose of reading, right? We, 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 all have this desire to grow readers. And I know that this has been a big push in terms of it's always been kind of a big push in education, but also like you see it on social media a lot. There's a lot of, a lot of kind of pressure to produce these, you know, excellent readers. And we do know that reading is obviously very beneficial um, and it's multifaceted in what it teaches our kids. But I think the main things, the main purpose of reading is to learn, right? We want our kids to read so that they can learn. We have to remember that there are many ways to learn, not just reading. Reading can be part of that. But there are a lot of ways to learn that don't necessarily involve reading. So uh, we need to keep that in mind. Um, also, you know, it's, it's a way that we learn to communicate, to use our words in a certain way to uh, communicate what it is we're trying to say to other people in an understandable way. And again... That definitely can happen through reading, but it can also happen through conversations. That is what happened a lot at our house were a lot of conversations. And part of that is because of the way I'm wired as a mom, I'm very, very relational. So there were a lot of, uh, you know, I took advantage of a lot of opportunities throughout the day, just simple conversations like when a kid came in the room, oh, what are you up to? Oh, really? And then I would start to ask questions. Oh, what are you doing with that? Okay, well, that's really cool. So, what, you know, what are your plans for that? You're just engaging them. Because what ends up happening is they're having to come up on the fly with the words and the way that they're communicating with us. And we can gently encourage more accurate Communication within those conversations. For example, um, grammar can be encouraged through conversation. So when my kids would use uh, improper grammar, they would say, um, you know, I, they typically didn't use the word ain't, but I'm just using this as an example. Um, I ain't gonna do that. I would say, oh, you're not going to do that? And so I wasn't like combative about it. And I wasn't like, overly corrective, but I was suggestive. And so those are things that we can, just little things that we can do to encourage um, good communication and grammar. So um, I think also, as I was reading through this uh, letter from this mom, gosh, there were so many good things happening here. So I think it's important for us to encourage and focus on what our kids are doing right? Not what they're not doing yet. Yes, we see a goal we're working towards and we want to encourage that and be gently, you know, leading them that direction, but also remember and verbalize to them the good things that they're doing on their own. So first he enjoys being read to and he can read decently. That's wonderful. That is so fantastic. Um, His comprehension is good. That's huge. Okay. Um, You know, I don't feel like it's a huge deal if he struggles to read out loud right now, um, because I think that will come with time. You still have lots of time for him to get better at that. And so we want to keep the experience Positive. Keep an upbeat, encouraging spirit. Whenever you're talking about reading, or whenever whenever you are reading, um, read about things that are interesting to him. Sometimes our kids don't enjoy reading because. They're not enjoying the books we're reading them. So, giving them more choices as to what they can read or what we're going to read together. Um, even at the end of a book, ask them if they enjoyed that book. Well, did you know if they say not really? Well, why did you not enjoy it? What were the things you didn't enjoy about it to help us hone in on making better book choices for our kids? So, we want to keep uh, reading about things that are interesting to them. I think that's huge. Um, and then encourage reading outside of reading time. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, when you're at the store um, and you've got, you're looking at canned items, let's just say you're looking at canned items and you're saying, okay, oh, what is this right here? And just like very casually try to have them read the label or you're reading the ingredients and you say, oh, what's that word right there? And just randomly like I said, casually, organically. Um, We can do this at, encourage this reading outside of reading time at the store. We can do it while we're driving. We used to drive down the, you know, drive down the road and like, oh, look at that sign. What does that say? Oh, that says stop. Or look at that sign. It's giving us direction. I, I have to, I would say something like, "Well, oh, I have to drive, so I can't read it. Can one of you? Can you read it for me?" And so, all of a sudden, you're just inviting them into random, spontaneous situations where they're where they're going to be reading. Another great thing is playing games. When kids are enjoying a game, and they're, or they're enjoying what they're doing, they're having fun. Um, they learn so much more quickly and because they're so relaxed and they're enjoying what they're doing. And so games are a wonderful way to do that. Um, Reading to younger siblings. So this is something I did a lot with my kids um, because, you know, if they're reading to a younger sibling, it's a simpler book it's not a complicated book but they're still reading it also makes them feel like they're the grown up you know i would say something like oh you know to the little one big brother is going to read to you okay so here's here's a book here's a couple of books and you know those little ones get excited about somebody reading to them and you kind of make a big deal out of the fact that big brother is older, and he knows how to read. And so you don't, you know, to the little one, you don't know how to read yet, but your big brother does. And so he's going to read to you. So kind of just all these kind of small ways that we can just encourage our kids um, in, you know, in in reading. So I loved also this shared reading that this mom was talking about you're doing this perfectly because it's that shared reading is a perfect segue into reading independently. Like you're doing it together and eventually you want him to own more and more and more of it. So maybe you're going to have him read a little more and a little more, just a little bit at a time until he's actually reading the whole thing. So it's a gentle nudges, you know, um, that gentle encouragement. It does so much for our kids. It gets us so far and it's a little slower and it can feel a little, um, you know, uh, sometimes it can kind of like feel like it's taking forever. But that gentle encouragement, we want we want this learning to go deep and we want it to be uh, for reals. And so we want to... Um, I think I just feel like gentle encouragement is the best phrase that I can use um, to encourage you to encourage your children. So, the shared reading is a perfect segue into reading independently. Um, the other thing that's great are audiobooks. Now, that doesn't necessarily move the child into um, reading out loud more, <clears throat> but if you have a child who's struggling with just sitting down and and reading with you, that can be a really great way for them to um, just start to enjoy books more. Um, and this is what happened with um, our son Jake, that uh, this mom mentioned. he He still, to this day, does not enjoy. Reading books. But he's found that audiobooks are great for him. And I think part of that is because he can do other things while he's listening. And he's kind of, he's the kind of kid that he's got this brain that's wired in such a way that he needs to have more than one thing going on in order to be able to concentrate. And that's true um, quite often with kids and especially with boys. So audiobooks, if you've got a reader who's reluctant just in general, audiobooks can be a great way um, to encourage at least beginning to enjoy books and and I would use that during um a lot of times during quiet time after lunch um so after lunch, we always had a quiet time and you could look at books or they could listen to audiobooks, but either way, it had to just be this hour hour and a half of quiet time and and so that plugged really well into that time and then i i'm I'm gonna make a statement that may come as a surprise to you um not every kid has to enjoy reading. Like we want that, it's our desire, it's a worthy goal, but it's not a requirement to have a productive, healthy adult who can learn um, and is a lifelong learner. They do not have to enjoy reading to be a lifelong learner. So your son may never totally get into reading and still be a successful, productive adult. Now, obviously, I mean, you think about if you fast forward to adults, okay? So think about your adult reading life, okay? As adults, we read what is interesting to us, but also what is necessary. For instance, when we're putting something together, we might need to read the directions, right? Um, We might need to read things for work. We might need to read things because we're taking a class. So often that's where our reading happens. And so things that are interesting and things that are necessary. And so sometimes it takes until the child um, finds a need to read. So you can also be watching for those opportunities um, that, that kind of, Highlight the need to read and motivate the child to want to read. So, as long as we can read, you know, we can read, we're able to read, we understand what we're reading and be able to communicate it to someone else if necessary, I really think that's what's most important. And so, again, you go back to like thinking about what role reading plays in your life, okay? And then, and then maybe connect that to where your child is right now. And everybody's gonna be a little bit different with that. You know, as, as a as a mom, I might read more. I'm gonna read different books than maybe my son will as he gets older. I might, uh, other things will motivate me to read than will motivate him to read. And so, we, like I said, we wanna be watching for the opportunities for them to see a need to read. All right, Um I guess I think I'm going to wrap this up by just saying this. Uh, Be your kids' greatest fans and biggest encouragers, and you will be surprised how much they learn on their own. And I want to close with an example. And it's not, it has nothing to do with reading, but it was such a tangible reminder to me recently. Um, Our 25 year, sorry, he's 24, 24 year old son uh, who lives next door to us with his wife and and baby um, was over the other day and he's been replacing a bunch of light fixtures in our house. And he said to me, mom, I, I was in a room and he, he came out to the room and he said, mom, come and marvel at my work. <laughs> and I loved that he could be so honest and straightforward with me, but it really got me to thinking and it reminded me of this truth that when we are our kids' biggest fans and greatest encouragers... It is amazing how much they will learn on their own. So I would say to this mom, just continue to marvel at what your son is already doing. And I believe that he will naturally move forward. And, you know, I think this is something I did a lot with our kids over the years. um, And that was just to marvel at their work. And I I just, like I said before, I love that my son could be that honest with me, but it was such a tangible reminder of how powerful that is um, when it comes to growing lifelong learners, uh, Be their biggest fans, greatest encouragers, marvel at what they are doing and not what, not, uh, don't get stressed about what they're not doing yet. So with that, I'm gonna close in a word of prayer. Um, before I do that, um, I do want to encourage you to check out Homeschooling Today magazine. Um, you all know that I write for them. And one of the reasons I have written for them for so long is that they share the same heart that I do for learning and for raising kids. They're just, um, they're all about gentle encouragement and about um, taking our time and, and, remembering that our children, um, aren't robots, um, they are, they are organic. They are whole. We are, we are educating the whole child. And that's the approach that they take in this magazine. And it's one you'll read over and over and over again. So I encourage you to check that out. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I lift up these moms to you. I thank you for them. I thank you for the work that they're doing at home, for the ways that they are teaching and encouraging and discipling and disciplining their children and educating them, Lord. Thank you for these moms who care so deeply for their children and want to raise lifelong learners. God, I ask that you would continue to give them wisdom, clear direction. I pray that whatever words were spoken today, messages were sent that were from you, those are the ones that would continue to come to the forefront of each mom's mind as she is walking out her days with her kids. Lord, pray a blessing over every mom and every family represented here in Jesus' name. Amen.